Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, uh, oh, Josh and April, but they're not here because this is a very special episode and we are tracking a little pre to what we did actually at the Grand Rapids Comic Con. Yes. Those have been waiting for this. Yes. Here it is. There you go. Um, yeah. So we, we had a great time and, uh, we can't wait to show you. Who we talk to. All right, folks, it's game time. This is our first Grand Rapids Comic Con. We've got Quite a few vendors and people to see, local uh, cosplayers we look forward to interviewing, and hopefully we get a few celebrities in there. Um, I'd say this year I just want to get the name out there because this is our first con, and uh, I'm super excited to be here. Josh, you got anything you want to say? Yeah, um, if because obviously this comes out afterwards. If you came up and you said hi, well, thank you, and hopefully... You had a word or two to share on our recording because you might be hearing it later. And if you came up to me, hi, thank you. Uh, this is actually my very first con of any sort. So I'll be very Yay. interested to see how it goes. It'd be great if we met a ghost or or like a cosplayer of a ghost or maybe um, Boo. Yeah, we'll see. Um, April is not with us this time around, but I'm sure we'll have her on this episode at some point to chime in about the details and whatnots. Um, anyway, here we go. So that was a little of us pre, it sounded like we were in a storm. It it did. I know. I didn't put the wind thing on the recorder and it was like, (laughs) that wasn't just us like first time with a mic, (laughs) just bumping it into each other's mouths and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, um, were you nervous going into this? I was excited. Yeah, because I I'd never seen anything like it, so. Yeah, and now, as we go to this next clip, um, the first day, I remember specifically, it was pretty empty? It was, surprisingly. Yeah. Because we walked right in. Yeah, which was cool. Like, which was. We felt like uh, Wayne and Garth in Wayne's World mm-hmm. with like, we got backstage passes, like mm-hmm. with the press passes. Yeah. It was cool. I love, I love flashing it. Like press. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, come on through. Would you guys like a complimentary mint or anything to go with your press like mm-hmm. personas? Massage. A massage. Oh, yeah. I would have taken that. massage was awesome. I would have taken it from the Harley Quinn cosplay. Yeah. Any of them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All at once. Okay, so this next clip, we um, we were we were wandering about the first day, and we saw a bunch of people dressed as Ghostbusters, and it just kind of kind of hit the group. I, I wouldn't say it was anybody in, in particular, but we thought, hmm. And I remember thinking, man, you know, maybe they're real Ghostbusters. Lo and behold, they were. We're here with, what was your name again, sir? Dan Holrick. Dan Holrick. Uh, you're uh, part of the Southwest Michigan. I'm, Par- I'm, the, I'm the founder of the Southern Michigan Paranormals. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah, we've been uh, together as a group since 2008. 2008. And we've done about 236 investigations since. Wow. Cool. So we were pretty busy early on. We were doing things every weekend. 
Very cool. Um, but we really focus a lot on the historic preservation aspect of what okay. we do. Uh, so we, we started out doing a lot of historic sites, uh, places, homes. Uh, we delved into doing personal investigation, which is a rather tricky area, but we still do some of those on occasion, depending on the case. But we're still active, we're still doing our thing, and uh, I'm actually uh, conducting uh, um, historic ghost tours at Henderson Castle in Kalamazoo, Michigan now, working with Francois, the new owner. Uh, but we had worked that again for about four years back in the day. Right on. With the previous owners. So there's activity there, and somehow it made a list of one of the ten most haunted places in Michigan, wow. but oh, wow. I would never call it haunted. I would say it's it has activity. Okay. It's very positive activity at that place, but uh, yeah, I've got stories for sure. For sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you going to be here around this weekend? I'm here all weekend. Awesome. Yeah. So are we. It'd be cool to have a quick sit down with you Anytime. when, we get a, when yeah. you get a chance. Anytime. I don't want to bug you too much right now, but what kind of got you into doing doing the whole thing? Um, it's a, a type of thing that happened uh, around me all my life, um, yeah. even when I was small. And uh, it got a little more pronounced in my 30s and 40s, uh, where I was now becoming more aware of being able to see shadow movement, yeah. uh, see things, uh, not so much solid things that didn't happen too much later. Right. Um, but then I noticed, too, I was starting to become in tune with knowing when something was in the room with us uh, when we did investigations or if I'd go in a place sometimes I could tell. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't an easy thing to share with people right up front. No, it um, never is. But it got so pronounced as I got older, I just said, you know, to the higher power, what do you want me to do with this? And yeah. I, I felt that I heard in my head to, bear, to go forward and bear witness. Now, that's not a religious thing it's a spiritual thing really for I, me yeah and so i went forward to just kind of share the gift and especially as i said with the historic places uh what i do in turn is get you interested in the history then i tell you what we may or may not have found through paranormal investigation and that ties you into the people that may have been at that site that location famous people who may have passed through those doors uh, and if there is activity i try to put the people in touch with who's there and what the story is that they might be wanting to share or there might be unfinished business uh, or just the main thing of just not wanting to be forgotten and so through that uh, we work with the hrc in michigan and a lot of uh, in, uh, historical societies throughout parts of uh, uh, michigan too i have a sister group in coldwater called snp coldwater which i oversee and they do the same thing they work with the wing house and one of my people is on the board there for their historical society and they do the same thing i do so Go ahead. What is the, uh, the scariest or strangest thing you've had happen? That's when I finally, I think I finally, well, I finally saw something solid. Um, I right. had seen shadow movement and things, and I remember seeing things solid when I was little, but it wasn't as fresh in my memory. So many years later, I'm working at Pfizer Corporation downtown Kalamazoo, and the high rise for the original Upjohn company used to be there. It's no longer up. Well, the company was getting ready to decommission this building. I was new to working on the security force there, and everybody was telling me the fourth and fifth floor was haunted. And some of the people I knew from before, other places, knew that I was into this. Yeah. I had not yet formed a group, but I, I would go out on my own. And I said, well, I'll, I'll be the judge of that, guys, because people tell me all the time places are haunted. I go in there and uh, nothing yeah, happens. Yeah, right. So I'll never forget the date. It was July 3rd. And uh, because I was griping to myself out loud on my tour in the building on the fourth floor, 
uh, that I, I didn't want to go down to my mom's for Fourth of July because I, I have to haul the kids down there and it's hot. You know, it just turns into a whole thing. Right. So as I stopped at my first stop, which is a machine room, because what our job was is to make sure that those were still running, there was still air in the building, so that the people who were uh, dismantling uh, dismantling everything uh, were had air conditioning and were okay. So as I started back, I heard a giggle and to my left, and I stopped. And I looked and looked down towards the floor because this is where I perceived the sound. And uh, this little room, which was called the uh, instrument room, because I remember looking at the panel for a brief second, they had removed both the doors, both on my side and the other side of the hallway. So you could basically walk through this room to the other hallway. Well, as I looked down, I panned down, there's a woman uh, oh. staring at me. Uh, she's got a, yeah, she's got a Dutch haircut. Uh, her eyes are totally dilated, and uh, I see her hands. Her fingers on the board, uh, on the, the, the part of the door, yeah, the door jam, and I'm kind of staring at her, and it seems like minutes, but mind you, this is seconds. It's going oh, by that quick. And uh, I remember saying a swear word out loud, because <laughs> I, I then I thought for a second, too, that the guys are doing something and they're trying to screw with me. Yeah. And as I watched her, uh, when she let go of the door jam, she didn't just let go with all fingers. She started with the pinkies, I kid you not, and then went like this. And when she moved, her hair didn't move, but I heard the movement of air. So I stepped through, swearing again, and when you get Fiddle into sticks. Right, right. <laughs> I got into the hallway, and I'm looking in both directions, and it's got to be a good 150 yards or more to get to each of these stairwells, and there's nobody. Uh, I mean, no one would have gotten away from me that quick. So I notice now the energy change is completely different, and I hear banging now behind me, and all the offices up there were metal. They were hermetically sealed. So when you bang on the outside wall, it it makes a a loud metal noise. So I wouldn't look behind me. And as big and bad as I think I am at 6'2", I was moving pretty quick to the other machine room. And I got in there, and I remember shutting the door and kind of giggling out loud to myself, thinking, what am I doing? If it's a ghost, it's going to come through the door. I don't know why I shut the door. Um, so, and I'm wearing radio, mind you, too. So yeah. I could have called down to my sergeant at the control center. Right, right. But I right. opened the door, thinking I'd see something stand there, you know, uh, staring at me. And there was nothing. Now the banging stops. Uh, so man. I left there, and as I started back towards the elevator, which we lock open when we do the floors, uh, the banging started again. And I took a shortcut rather than going the way I just came. And it went by this huge cooler unit, which I noticed sometimes the door is partly cracked. Now it's wide open. And I had a sense like somebody was staring at me. Yeah. So I went by that pretty quickly. I got to the elevator. I still wouldn't turn around because I kept thinking, you know, something's going to be standing there. Yeah. So I, I unlocked the elevator and I heard the door shut. I turned around. The elevator took me up to the elevator room, brought me back down to four, took me up to five, and then took, brought me down to the uh, bottom. So that pa- that point, I just dropped trow and just pissed myself. I was I was a little tripping out, and, and I remember asking specifically when I got to the bottom of my sergeant at the time, Charles Richards. I said, "Do we have any control? Do you guys have any control over these elevators? Because here's what happened, and your little friend just came and visited me on the fourth floor, yeah. and he said I didn't look right. I'm and sure you're uh, pale. My wife will tell you that that." That face haunted me for weeks, Uh. literally, without a pun. It haunted me for weeks. And through research and continuing to go up there with managers, uh, we all started having experiences. And 
they actually brought engineers into that building to make sure that we weren't having gas leak because you can hallucinate. Okay. But we were having lights come on by themselves. We were hearing old time music, and as soon as you would make mention, it would stop. You'd hear whispered conversations. Uh, you know, uh, the cooler was important to the story because I found out by uh, from one of the old timers there, uh, the old Upjohn folks, because many of them were on their way out through Pfizer and, and Pharmacia. Um, they said that used to be the cadaver uh, cooler because across the street at Bronson, the original Bronson, they would bring bodies and tissue over for experiment in that building. Because even though they do a lot of pet, you know, pet medicines and stuff downtown, they still had that division in the day. So wow. I often wondered if that had something to do with who I saw. Uh, I also linked it to a woman uh, who in 1931 had fallen through the railing on one of the stairwells, which a guy my size at that time still could fall through those railings. Not real safe. That's how old the construction was. And she fell 12 floors down, and they didn't find her till like, after the weekend. And so I think the moaning and maybe the sobbing, and maybe that's who I saw. I, I, I can't prove that, but that shook me up. And But at the same time... A few weeks after that, I figured this is time to turn the corner and really start investigating. And I want to be in touch with this stuff, and I want to find out why you're here. Why are you stuck here? Yeah, uh, that maybe type do of thing. But that, a way to resolve. that was kind of frightening at first because it, I didn't expect to see something solid. Yeah. Now that, um, that it's happened, I mean, when those things happen, do you feel a little bit less... I don't know, apprehensive towards the spirits? or Oh, I am now. Um, yeah. You know, the, the experience I gained from carrying on from there really is that about, not just my opinion, many who operate in the field and use scientific method as I do, uh, that's very important. You know, people understand that, that I don't just immediately say there's a ghost. I try to debunk first, but it, it, it has changed my view. Yeah. Um, I'm still skeptical even yeah. when I get a story because I want to see this stuff for myself, which there's been a lot of them here in Michigan I've been privy to see things and yeah. be part of things. But, uh, you know, it, it changes your point of view and you become a believer. And I'm comfortable with the notion that there's more to the story than I think what a lot of us have been led to believe, either in my personal faith or other people's story. I just know what I've witnessed and what we've experienced. And we continue to work with uh, many people in the area. I work with the Van Buren Poorhouse Museum. Uh, you know, we do events with them on occasion. Uh, I know there's a friend group of mine now working with them, too. And we've been able to tell them that you guys have people still hanging out here, uh, which you weren't going to tell them that anyway when I went in because some of the 80-year-old women were telling me that this place is haunted. Right. Um, and it's been that type of journey for me. I continue to learn. I continue to expand uh, my mind. And, and I believe a lot, but I don't go over to the... I don't go over the line to, like, the ridiculousness. Uh, yeah. You do have to kind of pull yourself in. There's got to be a common-sense core when you're looking at a lot of this stuff, too. But it, that's that's something that we try to do, too, just kind of, like, go at it level-headed. Hey, honey, yeah, that's his pocket. I, I'm, I'm here with my daughter today, so she's she's having a good time. Anyway. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> we... She's not afraid of anything. No. Uh, my youngest was with us at the time, and she decided to pick through his pockets and then run for the Jurassic Park Jeep and then try to jump in the Adam West uh, style Batman vehicles. Because so, there's three of us and we had a hard time keeping up. <laughs> you can kind of tell Josh isn't talking very much and then Larry will pop out for a second because he's he's trying to get her to stop talking to the Predators. Well, she would hide too. She was yeah. little card cardboard cutouts and I knew she was behind him but as I'm circling, she's circling as well. 
<laughs> I just felt so dumb that I could. I was being outsmarted by a three-year-old. Uh, she's she's crafty. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow, that is some insane insight. So the Up John experience was definitely probably was one a of corner turn. That was the me. that was the it, turn. It was I I the part I left out was I went home too and asked what you know like I said what I should do with this and go forward. That's where that kind of came from too. You're like I um, either saw a Dutch Hobbit woman on acid or I still can't figure it yeah. out. But you know I knew it was real. I knew yeah. I wasn't imagining things, and, and I've since been, like I said, been privy, been in the right place at the right time with as many places we've been allowed into yeah. to witness other things and other apparitional things take place. And I've had people with me who were skeptical, and or I've had new crew members who saw it too, which is good because that's corroboration, and that's important that you're always working in a team for sure. So they could sure. say, "Hey, I see it too," you know. And what is that? Well, I don't know because we can't reproduce it. Well, we've met quite a few different paranormal investigators, some in the area, and I got to say, you seem like the most level-headed of, of them that we've met, so I appreciate well, you I appreciate taking that. a moment yeah. to talk. We'll have to uh, find you on Facebook. You guys have a page online? We do. It's uh, SMP Michigan, the Paranormals, and we've got a little bit. We've restarted that several times because we've, again, we had so much content out there that there were times that we were getting flooded or Facebook with their new regulations. We had to change yeah. some things up. Uh, we do still have a webpage, which is the southernmichiganparanormals.com. There's a little bit of hint, like about 75 listed, but as I said, we've done well over 236. Wow. Um, you know, we focus in a lot of cemeteries. People don't understand why, and I said, because I'm in there and there's activity, and I want to figure out why you'd be hanging out at the cemetery. Yeah. I don't get that. So, I mean, it, as, as a whole, it's basically like residual-type hauntings. There's any... Uh, I, think a lot of, I think a lot of what I've dealt with, there is, there, there's a good percentage that is. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, believe, I agree with that. And, and on that rarity that we get something that wants to communicate, especially through the, you know, the hack boxes and the new, new ghost boxes that are coming out, if you can believe them. That's, that's the thing, too. You've yeah. got to be really... You got to be really true and try on, on any analyzation or putting these things to the test. And again, scientific method. You've got to use that as your baseline. But I, I've not been let down by some communication forms we use at times getting responses, which tells me there's an intelligence trying to communicate. Now, I don't tell people it's always a ghost because I don't know. Right. Uh, this could be a parallel person. You know, I'm into all aspects of scientists or scientific ends on this. That this could be a window in time. So when I'm hearing somebody or something's going on, maybe I'm hearing it as it's happening. Maybe there's a parallel universe and these people are trying to communicate because they hear us. Yeah, uh, it's a really strange, it's a really strange field to work in. But as I said, you you've got to keep yourself grounded and level. Yeah, and there are many groups who. You know, they get a dust orb or they get everything, and this isn't dissing anybody, but they'll run to town and tell you all sorts of things. But then I've been to some of the same places, not just once, but several times over, thinking, well, we got some things, but it wasn't quite what it was being built up to be. And, yeah. and that's the rough part, because in order to be taken serious, unfortunately, we got other people who just, they do their ghost chasing and... I'm sure you guys are aware of the shows oh, yeah. and some of the things. Yeah, the ghost hunters. Yeah. And, and we're not trying to take ourselves so serious that we don't have fun, because trust me, we have a lot of fun doing oh, this. Oh, I'm sure you do. But And we crack ourselves up sometimes. You know, we can we can kind of kid around on occasion. But 
we, we just have a good time, and I think it's just to find answers for myself and others if they need help. So, Right on, right on. Very cool. Well, I guess we're going to have to keep moving here because this one wants to, to see some more stuff. Yeah, and there's probably no needs to get website picked up. or anything? Yeah, if, anything you want to pl- other than the Facebook, anything you want to plug? Or? No, that's mainly it. I mean, okay. um, I do the podcast thing, too. Awesome. Uh, we, do, we do it in, in Kalamazoo. It's called Paranormal Now, and what I was doing, like, every every month or so, I do one or two shows, and it was on WKDS FM, okay. which is kind of like their high school FM station, but I do it through cable access. So then it's also okay. broadcast on access channels, audio. Uh, Dan Monroe, who's an artist here today, you'll probably okay. come across Dan. Uh, him and I are doing two new projects. We're, we're actually going to take it to a television level and start doing all of our content and some of our adventures and put it out there to the access cable public to let them see what we do. Because I think, I, I appreciate your, your compliment, because I think we do offer something slightly different. I mean, we're believers, but I never want any to lead anybody down the path. Right. I want them to make some of their own assumptions or take a look at what we present and say it's up to you to scrutinize and say what you want to say and, and I'll fill you in there. on the facts or you know you go on about your business. I'm not here to change anybody's I'm mind. Right. Right. I'm just here to present I, we, present what we catch. That's our same angle with, with, with our show. We try to make it so that we don't make people think, you know, we think ill of them for believing what they believe. Correct. We're just Correct. kind of trying to go at it level headed, have right. a few beers on the show you and betcha. then you just betcha. have a good time. And when I come across, you know, even clients or people like that, all I ever say is I always put forth the best professional integrity and kindness that I can. Because yeah. I never want to burst anyone's belief system or bubble because that's not what I'm out here right. to do. Um, I, like I said, I get so many stories shared with me, but I never tell people, no, that's just a moth. And they're like, oh, well, that's wonderful. If you think it's yeah. a guardian angel, go for it. Right. who am I to burst that? You right. know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Well, well Dan, it's been a pleasure talking yeah, to you. I'm here all weekend. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit more when we get a chance but here so dan was the man mm-hmm. and uh yeah he he said his show paranormal now you can check that out on facebook i just liked it while i was listening to this clip <laughs> okay um i'll have to check it out he he was a really cool guy and obviously he is a good talker so yes. he'd be perfect to come back perfect guy um uh, and they do the ghost what they did is they cosplayed as ghostbusters and they do this for charity events too, yeah so yeah which is awesome. So you know he had a good heart, and he seemed like a level-headed guy, which I appreciate. So that was kind of day one. Yeah, after that, we kind of walked around and took in everything there was. We Yeah, we saw that Kevin Sorbo still wasn't there, because there right. was a scheduling conflict. I guess he had to shoot some more Hercules or uh, whatever. What's still going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no um, idea either. So we, we walked about, and then we kind of called it a day. Yeah. All right, so we're winding down on day one. Yep, 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 yep. We've walked around. We've we've seen the sights. We've gotten to talk to some interesting cats. Uh, smelled the smells. Smelled the smells. Uh, well, I'd say it's a cross between um, uh, corn chips and um, new comics and old shoes. Yes. I was one of those smells, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, so Fritos and feet is pretty much. Yeah, that, that sums it up. So day one, we got some things lined up the rest of this weekend. We it's been got interesting. Some, we got some good interviews. Did you have fun? Yeah. All right. Cora said she had fun, so that's good. Um, yeah, we, it was a blast, and uh, we look forward to who we will meet tomorrow. We'll continue then. What else you got to say? Uh, poop. <laughs> oh, Cora. Gotta love her. She's got your sense of humor, for sure. She does. Straight to the shiza. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. 
So day two. Day two, um, definitely it, packed. Packed. Um, I think that had to do probably with a cosplay mm-hmm. competition going on that day. There was a ton. And in fact, a lot of this day is interviews with cosplayers. So, Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I, your fearless host, with my co-host, co-pilot man of a thousand burps, Mr. Lawrence. It is a madhouse here. It is. This is day two, and we've seen splicers. We've seen, uh, we've seen millions of Harley Quinns, Batmans, Jokers. I got to see Pennywise, Skeletor standing in front of me. It looks like he used his uh, small lamb to uh, make his staff, but that's cool. Um, there is. A million people here, but it looks like everybody's having a good time. Yeah. Just got to see Billy D. Williams talk. Did you catch any of that? I, I caught the end when uh, someone asked him the same question for the 900th time, and he, <laughs> he was not too happy. Yeah, he look, he had grumpy old man syndrome by the end. Dude, I would have grumpy old man syndrome by the end, too. I would, too. It's always about Star Wars. It's always about the cape, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I did notice that one of the guys I caught mentioned the fact that because of the Lego Batman movie, he was actually able to fulfill his Harvey Dent slash Two-Face role. And uh, he quipped at the time that it only took him 30 fucking years or something <laughs> like that, which I thought was classic. That's um, great. Anyway, so I would say we're about times six the capacity that it was yesterday. Yesterday, we could, we could easily walk around uh, and traverse. Uh, just a minute ago, I was woofing a cheeseburger through probably... I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder to shoulder, nut to butt, military style. Anyway, uh, what do we think we want to do here, Larry? We, we're, we're down one of our co-pilots, but... Uh, well, I think we're, we can we're, get interview some of these uh, cosplayers, cosplayers and see where do, they got do a the quick ideas interview, from and whatnot. A quick interview. Okay, let's yeah. find, we'll, we'll go find some. I heard there was a competition, so maybe that's the place we want to go to. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the first cosplayers we interviewed were actually Predators. Very which well done. I would say is possibly my favorite favorite i would say mine as well um the intricacies with the the mask um now when this episode is up next week we'll post uh, i have a bunch of pictures from this weekend so you guys can see what these guys look like they had a little trouble speaking which they did with the masks on. with the masks on which is understandable but they were sweethearts the picture that i got with them is one of my favorites Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so that's Let's uh, cue that up. Okay, so hands down, you guys have the best yes. costume. Probably the best seen. costume we've seen. Um, um, how long did it take? About a year. About a year? Wow. Oh, my God. I love it. Love All it. handmade? 90%. Okay. That's uh. So, how many cons have you gone to? Yeah. <laughs> 20, 30, 40? 40? <laughs> wow. Oh my god, yeah. You from the Grand Rapids area? No. Where are you from? Detroit area. Detroit, okay, so you're from the Michigan area. This is a awesome this is awesome. This is my very first con. I've never gone to one before, so that's out of this world to see something like this that you guys have done. So we are from out of this world. (laughs) Very witty. Yes. I liked I liked all her responses. She was a sweetheart. Um so next up now. I don't know about you, but I was a huge. Fa- I'm a huge fan of Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. and obviously Batman. He's, I think he's my Batman. He's the the Batman. He's to you. the okay. Batman to me. 
but he's also the Beetlejuice. And there was a cosplayer dressed as such. Yes. So here we go with Mr. Beetlejuice. Can you tell us who uh, you guys are dressed as? Lydia Dietz. And Beetlejuice. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Love that movie. You guys excited? You guys heard about the rumors? They're they're making a sequel to that. Yeah, that's why we picked it. Kind yeah, of. for sure, for sure. <laughs> I can't wait. I love Michael Keaton too. So, so how, about how long did it do take to uh, prepare your costumes? Well, last year we kind of what we could buy we bought for Christmas as Christmas presents, and then half the stuff we had to make. So just over the several months. Several months. Yeah. Is this your? I'm assuming this is not your first con. Second. 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 This is my very first one. I've never... He's a con virgin. Yeah, I've, so this is amazing, like mind-blowing to me. Well, this is my second one. Last year we were uh, Willy Wonka and Oompa Loompa. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm a son. Okay, and, you, and you're uh, dressed up as a Jedi. How about how long did it take you? Oh, not very long. <laughs> <laughs> That's about how I would do it as well. So. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of a cute little family, a family we saw. Yeah. yeah. Like, And that's what this con is kind of made to be as a family event. Family event. So it was yeah. really cool to see that. Yeah, I saw nothing that was profane. I mean, even the guys that were dressed as horror icons were <laughs> um, not... I mean, it was tactfully dressed. Right. It wasn't... There wasn't, like, gore spilling right. out everywhere. And same with, like, say, the Harley Quinns, which are a little more... Sexy, in yeah. a way. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. over the top. For sure. So, okay, so next up we got Link and Starkiller. Yes, you had gone to the bathroom, and I ran into these two, and they, uh... That's true. They were chatty, I think. They were chatty. Very very good. All right, I'm here with... Cole Miller and Seth Halstead. And you guys are dressed as... Link from Ocarina of Time. And uh, I'm based off uh, Starkiller from the... uh, I forget the video game. The Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed, yes. Okay. But how long did it take you guys to uh, do your costumes? Uh, as Link, it took probably about a week to a week and a half to get everything around and sew it and make the foam parts. Uh, my Star Killer, well, I'm quite a procrastinator, so it probably took me a month and a half to get okay. the whole thing around and together. So. Is it mostly uh, all handmade? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. My, I definitely love the. Mine is completely handmade too. Yep. So, uh, how many cons have you guys gone to? Quite a few. This would Probably be four, five, five, five. 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 Okay. It's my first one. This is like mind blowing to me. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, they're lots of fun. We've been to uh, C2E2 twice, this twice, and went to Lansing once. Yep. You guys from the Grand Rapids area? Actually, uh, more towards Lansing. Towards Lansing. Okay. Yep. So you guys like to travel? Uh, what's the further? Yeah. What's the furthest one you've been to? That'd be Chicago, but we're, we're kind of hoping to go out to New York or something big next yeah, year. that'd be really cool. Yeah, my cousin just got back. She got back from uh, the New York one. She said it was amazing. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yes. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Oh, you got another question? question. Favorite Zelda game? Majora's Mask by far. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning hard on Breath of the Wild right now. I just got I mean, a switch. That's up there, too, but Majora's Mask, I, I, yeah. I just love it. But Breath of the Wild is definitely number two. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. You're welcome. Now, we had an interesting little moment. We were going outside to do a probably a quick cigarette break. Probably. And we ran into... Sorry, Mom and Dad. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Sorry, future wife. Um... <laughs> And we we saw I I took a picture with a Pennywise, which I'll post. Yeah, you said it earlier you had taken a picture with that and guy. I'm a huge fan of the new movie. It, um, Larry, very 
honestly is not a big horror movie fan. Well, I'm not a movie person in he general. Likes, you like Troll 2. Yes. You like, I like the, the silly. The top. It's yeah. Silly. Exactly. Silly. Which I can appreciate because I love that too. <laughs> anyway, so we saw a fella dressed like Pennywise. Now, this wasn't the new, tra- more uh, modern. It was the Tim Curry Pennywise. Mm-hmm. And he was super friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm um, sorry. It's, it's winter time that in Michigan. That snuck up on you. I saw it. It did. It <laughs> crawled up my throat like a cockroach. Um, so this guy was super friendly, but unfortunately... He got stopped by security because according to security, having any sort of prop like a balloon that would float up to the ceiling was worth some insane fine, which you'll hear in this clip. The funny part about that was, is if you you saw it with me, that thing was not going anywhere that we had no. that tied down to And him. he had it clamped to kind of like a weight on his hand. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like he overprepared. But anyway, here's here's Pennywise. Okay, and you are dressed as Pennywise the Clown. Nice. Well, how long did it take you to uh, make this outfit? A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Okay. Uh, is your first con? No. It's my third. Your third one. Okay. No, I gotta ask. It looks like you're you're going for more of the Tim Curry route. Yes. Were you a fan of the new film? The new film is good. Yes. But I'm a fan of the classic. Exactly. I'm with you, my friend. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I, I have to find in a minute. You can't have these in here. It's a five hundred dollar fine. If you let them go, they're gonna they're gonna come and get you. There you have it. Five hundred dollars from the DeVos family. If you let a balloon loose and they have to send some peon <laughs> to grab it from the lift to go grab some balloons. Like he couldn't just shoot a dart up the, well, I don't know. Nah, That's how that'll I would be do it. Nah, that'll be five hundred smackaroonies <laughs> to get that stupid <laughs> balloon off the ceiling. Like wait a week, it'll fall down. Has it got like napalm in it? I don't understand. Does a balloon float up and shatter shit? Well they all float. They well timed, sir. You. Okay, so Pennywise had a few more things to say. All right, so okay, so we talked about it. Now, um, how long have you been doing cons? About three years. Three years. Okay. Any particular cons you've been to Those that you've enjoyed, or just every single one of them in Grand Rapids? Oh, cool, cool, cool. You were here last year as yep. well. What were you dressed similarly, or? Um, actually, I was the Punisher. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, yeah. Uh, did you anybody you're looking forward to meeting, or uh, different costume people, or anybody? Uh, uh, I like Billy D. Williams. So oh, I wanted yeah. to meet him, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Gates McFadden. So he was an interesting guy, but we actually had a little bit of a more interesting kind of back and forth with the next group cuz this I think this is the one where we we came up to a group and there was there were power rangers but there was a halo master chief yes a really well done master chief he too. was great but he was against interviewing with us like he thought maybe we were going to poke some fun at him i don't i don't quite like, understand we already have you to poke fun at so. I, every week every week <laughs> anyway so here are the pink and green power rangers who are you dressed as Power Ranger. That's green. But I'm green. <laughs> uh, approximately how long did it take you to make your costume? Um, This was a coordinated effort between my mother and I, and I would say about a week. About a week? Okay. Is this your first con? Yes, it is. It is. Mine as well. Uh, so you're from the Grand Rapids area? Yes, I am. Okay. Going to attend a future cons, you think? 
Yeah, I would like to go to the one in San Diego at some point, and I'm actually surprised at how big this one is. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty amazed as well. They were interesting. Yeah. They were well-dressed. It was a very convincing pink-green Power Ranger. Yeah. Um, But I will say this. The next group, we have a picture of this, which Mm -hmm. we will post. These guys, I think, were actually my favorite. The Predators were the best costume costume but these yeah. guys i think owned it owned it exactly yeah. this was uh scarecrow black mask and penguin so uh real quick can you say what you're dressed as oh i'm playing as the uh, the yellow lantern scarecrow oh, i am the black mask from batman i am the penguin approximately how long did it take you guys to make your uh costumes Ooh, uh it took about actually about one day to make this mask uh, like time-wise total, right, right, yeah. but I mean, it took about one day to make this mask with the burlap and everything. Uh, this hat was made. I, I had it commissioned by a friend. Um, noose was easy to make. The most time-consuming was the scythe. Uh, we had to get two LED strips with uh, battery packs that take what was it, eight batteries uh, a piece. So we got two battery packs. It's up here. Um, that took literally about two weeks to make because I had to get an electrician guy. He had to come and help me out do this, get the wiring down. So, yeah, about a little over two weeks. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. My, most of my stuff was uh, ordered, my mask was, and uh, but I had my ensemble. Um, but we do have a YouTube channel and a Facebook page if you follow. Yeah. All right, cool. Follow us on uh, Geekiness. That's G-E-E-K-I-N-E-S-S. We just do lots of cosplay stuff, geeky stuff. All sorts of fun kind of stuff. Mine was about three months off and on gathering. The prosthetic I made myself, that took about a week. Um, the rest of it was hand-sewed for the, my three oh, flipper gloves. Is this your first con? No. Uh, <laughs> we cosplayed last year as Street Fighter crew. We took second place in the group contest. Congratulations. Uh, we were here for JFAX six months ago as the Ginyu Force. Took first place in that contest. I figured it out. What's These that? are guys you'd have beers with. Yep. 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 Yeah, no, they're they're top of their craft. They were really sweet and uh, friendly. Very. Like probably one of the friendliest groups of the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And we talked to them for a while afterwards. We took pictures, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll see it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so we got two more. I want to preface this one a little bit. This, uh, If anybody knows me well, other than A Song of Ice and Fire book series, my other favorite book is The Watchmen. And we ran into a Harley Quinn, a Batman, and a Rorschach. And Rorschach is one of my favorite characters in all anything. And uh, here's what they had to say about their cosplay. Okay, who are you guys dressed as? Uh, I'm dressed as uh, the Suicide Squad version of Harley Quinn. Batman from Arkham Origins. Rorschach? Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite book of all time. About how long did it take to uh, make your costumes? Um, I kind of been gathering mine for maybe about a year now, just slowly getting new, more screen accurate pieces. About six months to a year. Mine was about six months. I kind of threw it together last, well, last minute for con time for this con. Assuming this is not your guys' first con? 
Uh, no, no. I've been to the Grand Rapids one and the the one in Detroit, Motor City, a couple times. Yeah, I've been coming to Grand Rapids for four years now, and I've done other major cons. Same deal. This is uh, second year for this one, and then gone to Motor City and. Last question, I'll make it brief, because I know you guys are going to be famous around here. So, anyway, um, anybody you're looking forward to seeing, or artwork, or artists, celebrities, anything you're really looking uh, for? super interested in the uh, Batman the Animated Series reunion, so... Very cool. Same, yeah, I'm looking forward to having Lauren Lester sign a uh, little Robin action figure, sign the cape, so that's kind of the highlight for me. Yeah, definitely all the stuff with the Batman the Animated Series, for sure. Batman was sweating bullets. He was, and on there I barely heard it, but I think he had an actual harmonizer Yeah, to deepen his voice when he talked. You can kind of hear it yeah. there, but I just Ch- caught that. Yeah, no, he was, he was state-of-the-art. He looked like a perfect version of mm-hmm. Christian Bale from The Dark Knight. Yeah. All right, so rounding out day two, we had this last incident, incident or moment. Right. It was yeah. It was weird. We were... We were thinking we were about done, and then all of a sudden we saw all these guys with uniform, almost like uniformed shirts mm-hmm. and signs, and well, well, we'll just get into it. So, um, anyway, so is this your first Comic-Con that you've been to? Second. Second? Okay. Yep. Did you go to the Grand Rapids Comic-Con last year? Yep. Yep. This is Nate's third, I believe. Nate's right? third? Or, yep. oh, yeah. Are you, are you kind of the leader of the pack here? Uh, we kind of co-founded it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Someone else steps up and goes, yeah, of course I am. Yep, that's me. So we, we saw you guys and we, we wanted to talk to you mostly because we saw your shirts. Now, mm-hmm. can you kind of explain what the what the, 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 the idea behind the Pluto is a planet thing? Well, because it was already classified as a planet before. Okay. We think cool. it's unfair that it was unclassified as a planet. Okay. Very cool. It's now a dwarf planet. Exactly. As NASA. That sounds like an insult to me. Exactly. That's, that, that's exactly why we're out is. here. It's an insult to Pluto in for, itself. For sure. And anybody who studies astronomy and astrology and all that sort of stuff should would be wondering why the hell that happened after such a long time exactly. when everybody agreed. Everybody grew up learning Pluto is a planet. I don't know yeah, who Neil deGrasse Tyson thinks he is. You know, yeah. just coming along and being like... Yeah. Now, as the show that we are, we have to ask, is this a conspiracy? Uh, ooh. You know what? It might be. It very well could you be. You know, it, it, it very well could be. Awesome. So, do you guys have a group or a page or anything that you promote, or is it just that you made the sh- Okay, back. Um, I mean, I have a card here. Okay, so, it can be reached at realfakeplanets.com, or you can email them at plutoisaplanet at gmail.com. I say we get this thing going and get this thing a planet again, because I grew up... With Pluto as a planet. I did too. Not just a Disney dog, but an actual planet of... Well, it was that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not to confuse anybody. So, um, I guess, what, was was anything that uh, you would like to say if you were to summarize kind of your whole thing? Um, I'd say give it back its planetary status. Don't know why it was taken away in the first place. Um, I don't think there was a reason. I think it should be just as equal as every other planet. So I think it was somebody at NASA was like bored one day. Exactly. I think it was either that or a conspiracy. They beat yeah, exactly. They beat every level in Angry Birds and were just like, hey, you know, I'm just going to declassify this. So nobody's going to notice. Exactly. If I just hover over this planet right here and hit delete real quick. Today, so exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you guys are bringing awareness. I appreciate that. Those guys were great. They were. I'm. St- I, they were so well. I can't tell if it's a joke or if they're serious. If either way, I, I want Plum, I want Pluto to be a planet. Yeah, it should be. I'm tired of that shit. Yeah. God damn it. Anyway, here's a wrap up of day two. 
All right, we're here at day two Comic Con. We're wrapping up right now. Yeah, I uh, saw a lot of uh, splicers. Saw some uh, interesting Pennywise and, and uh, what was it? Predators. Not to mention about 200 Harley Quinns. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Daddy's a little monster. There's a lot of them. Your first day at the Comic-Con, the, the aluminum, April, I'll just call you. Yeah, that works too. No, it's been really interesting. This is actually the first time since it started that I've been able to go. Oh, wow. So this is like my first ever. And it's, it, I mean, it's, boy, there's some unique characters here, mm-hmm. but it's really fun. It's it's very interesting. I am looking forward to posting some of the pictures that we've taken. And some of these interviews have been Awesome. Yeah, and I think tomorrow is going to really take the cake as far as this uh, this episode of the show is going to be concerned. And I hope that in the future we can continue to do things like this. Yep. It's really, really cool. We have some interviews lined up. Hopefully they come through. I'm not yeah. going to tell you who because we don't want to break hearts. Yeah, and mostly our own. But, yes, we don't want to break any hearts. Uh, anyway, so that's day two. We'll see you again tomorrow for day three. Full disclosure, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, after day two, we had planned this, that was the night we did the Halloween Drunktacular 2.0. If you listened last week, you know, uh, yeah, we were sauced. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember going to sleep, but I saw some pictures. Yes. We, uh, we tatted you up. Yeah. They tatted me up. I, I was the guy that, that passed out at the party. I'm glad it was you, not me. <laughs> I know, right? Because it would have been me. For sure. Anyway, we had a blast, and uh, you'll hear that a bit in day three. <laughs> we sound a little slower. Yeah, I'm I'm operating at 40% here. Day three, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, got, we got everything going. You would think uh, from listening to my taut, handsome voice that I was, I don't know, like a He-Man, but I'm not. I'm I'm running about I I'm about 45% of what I normally am so I apologize but anyway so we had a little party last night if you've listened to the Halloween episode you already know um we are here it looks like it's actually more packed than last year uh on Sunday it was I would say it was this is more packed than even Friday was so um we're hoping uh momentarily to get an interview which we can't wait to have you guys listen to. Josh, do you have anything you want to say real quick? Yeah, we we are running on pure adrenaline at this point because it's been a long three days, but I think the excitement of what we have lined up for today is going to be the cream of the crop. It's going to make it all worth it. How about you, Larry? I'm looking forward to uh, these interviews. I don't know these people. Hollywood's not my world, I guess, or horror in, spe- in uh, specifics. But I am interested in their stories, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Right on. Well, let's get up, go at it, boys. Day three. We need electrolytes, people. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to this first intro, uh, or interview, I want to say real quick, I was nervous with this one. Yeah. Um. This first one, both you and Josh. This is um, an icon to me as a horror movie fan. Um, I can't say enough good things about the guy. He's uh, an inspiration to many, and he's also. Um, I've heard people say some up and down things online. I don't quite understand, but what he did was 
totally for free and he had no reason to talk to us, but he did. So without further ado, Kane Hodder. All right. So we, we are lucky enough to get a chance to speak quick with our, uh, with a Hollywood hero here, Mr. Kane Hodder. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. It's good to be here. So my first question, I, I have just a few. I know you're busy. Um, so you've played Jason Voorhees. You've played Victor Crowley. You've played BTK. And you've played uh, Ed Gein. Correct. Um, out of all those, uh, which one do you think is the closest to your real personality? <laughs> Uh, boy, all of them, but, <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, <clears throat> I'd rather say my real personality is yeah. closer to a fictional character. Yeah. So let's <laughs> say Jason. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So I know, I know you're a big into the ghost hunting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the name of your ghost hunter operation is Hollywood Ghost Hunters. Is that right? Yes. Um, that's we, my group. That's your group. Now, um, with that in mind. Have you had any ghost hunts that like have really resonated recently? Like any stories from that? You know, unfortunately, I don't. No. Uh, I've been doing the ghost hunting thing officially as the group for a number of years, <clears throat> and I have yet to see anything that I could say was absolutely paranormal. Right. Because I'm very careful to not let my imagination go just because I want to have a story. Right. I think that a lot of people do that, even subconsciously. Right. Something happens, and they make it more into something more than it really was without even realizing they're doing that. So I'm very analytical about everything regarding ghost ghost hunting. Right. Um, we actually did an episode with a, a local ghost hunter, and it was interesting that they, they use a lot of different tools and things. Anything that you found that works really well in doing a ghost adventure or hunt? Uh, you know, my favorite tool to use in ghost hunting is not a tool. It's just my my awareness Sense, because, <clears throat> you know, I don't trust some of the electronic gadgets. I get you, yeah. And, you know, the... EVP stuff where you think a voice says something. Again, the power of suggestion. Yeah. I'll I'll hear something that sounds like somebody speaking, but it doesn't sound like it's saying anything until someone says what they think it sounds like. Yeah. Now, once you hear what, oh, yeah, it does sound like that. Right. Well, you didn't think it did before. Right. But now somebody planted it in your mind. Now, sure enough, it sounds like that. It becomes a reality, basically. So, yeah, I I would just prefer to witness something without any kind of device, which then I'd be sorry that I didn't have one because then there'd be no evidence of it. But For mm. sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, one last question. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I had read a story about you in the Ohio Reformatory uh, chasing something. Can you uh, extrapolate a little bit on that? Well, it's uh, it's really where we were shooting movie at Mansfield. Okay. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> myself and one of my stunt guys that I had there went walking down the cell block <clears throat> just to see if it looked weird or something. And we both saw something move at the end of the cell block and he always tells the story he he looked at me to see if I saw it and I was gone 
And he's like, wow, big scary Jason dude sees something scary and he disappears. <laughs> turns tail, yeah. <laughs> but then he realized I was running towards it. And then he thought, hey, that's the kind of guy I want to have a ghost hunting group with. So right. that, that interaction made us form the group. Everyone in our group has something to do with making horror films. So That's awesome. Now, um, I want to say, as we close, uh, is there anything that you, like our listeners, could, could check out as far as like your, your ghost hunting or like a new film that's up, yeah, upcoming? Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple new films coming out. I uh, saw the documentaries. <clears throat> right. Yeah. One film called Death House. Oh, I heard about that. That's with so Robert many, Crampton and like yeah. Michael Berryman, which we have to get a Almost t- anyone you can think of in horror is yeah. in the movie. That's awesome. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Comes out in theaters in January. And you got Gunner in that one, too, before yeah. he died. Which is Gunner. Or Gunner, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm an American. I talk like an idiot. That's why <laughs> I uh, He is in it. It's kind of an interesting way, but... Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, the documentary about my life called yeah. To Hell and Back is at festivals right now. It'll be widely available soon. Uh, we did the fourth installment of the Hatchet films. Oh, I was going to ask you about I'm glad you brought Called that up. Victor Crowley. That is just making a limited circuit right now. It showed in Grand Rapids uh, last night really? or Friday night. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> Friday night at the UICA. Oh, very nice. Adam Green was here, so okay. I went and did a Q&A afterwards. Yeah, it was Friday night. Is that is it Hatchet <clears throat> 4 or is it Victor Crowley? Like it's called is, Victor Crowley. Okay, so it's, is it is it kind of like a re... Imagine, no. no? Okay, It's cool. 10 years later. Oh, okay. So, so Grandpa Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, most people know I did all the motion capture for the video game. Yeah. Friday the 13th. I love the, the game. I, I picked that up right away. Well, yeah, th- so I'm happy about that. Still doing it. Still yeah. doing motion capture for it. So Hey, at 62, you look great. <laughs> I mean... Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah I could All take right. some notes and give them to my dad. But anyway, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I mean, seriously, uh, you didn't have to do it, but you did. And All that right. shows that you're, you know, you're good to your fans, and I appreciate that. I've right. always been a huge fan, so I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, I hope guys. you have a great day today. Um, Thank you. Thanks. And uh, we'll hopefully see you again in the future sometime. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Nice guy. Very. I, You know, I haven't heard that until now, and it was a pleasure talking to him. I feel yeah. like he could have definitely gone for probably at least an hour just talking about Ghost we, Hunt. He, we were not granted a pass or a press, I don't know. What interview the, pass. Interview with yeah. him, and he did it anyways. Yeah. We came up to him as fans, like literally um, just said, hey, man, like we don't have a lot of money. We're not a huge podcast, but can we just talk to you on mic? And he totally obliged. He did. And he's and near th- my dad's age. Yeah. And he looked good. No homo. He looked good. Uh, yeah. He, he <laughs> also, I mean, yeah, he has the burns that he suffered, which you can see in the documentary for, to hell and back. Like he... He experienced like severe burns during a stunt? a stunt. Yeah. Oh man. So, um, and you can, I mean, he wears it well. He looks like just a, he looks like a sweetheart, but yeah, mm-hmm. a rough and tumble dude. Like mm-hmm. he, he'll, he'll talk to you about ghosts, but you know, don't piss him off. Oh, don't because I was sitting there and he is a Dodgers fan and I had my Cubs tattoo and the Dodgers had just beat the Cubs and he started busting my balls about it after the interview. Which is good. Yeah. So this next 
guy. Well, before this next guy, okay, we went and saw the Harp Twins. Yes, play. Wow, very cool. Very very cool. Um, I'm not familiar. They did a lot of theme songs for uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, and they played some rock music as well. Little uh, Final Countdown or something uh, like that. Uh, yeah, some 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 eighties hair metal. It was, uh, and they were very impressive. Very funny. Yeah, sweethearts. I'm um, total cute girls too. Like we, me and Josh had an interaction with them at some point at their booth, and they were very welcoming to that. They were offering free signatures on any CDs purchased. They had no inclination to like rob anybody. They were there about fans. Well, and- I had an interaction with them as well. Uh, with our last interview, as we okay. were leaving, I tripped over. Oh, that's part right. of the booth, and they're like, "What the sabotage?" <laughs> I know. So that's me. Pluck, 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 pluck. Clumsily introduced myself to the Harp Twins. <laughs> nice. But that after the Harp Twins, yes. Well, we have a, a side note to this. So Saturday, we finally got a chance to pin down Kevin Sorbo, mm-hmm. and the whole idea for this weekend was that all the, we knew we didn't have exclusive rights to interviews with these people. Mm-hmm. So we thought maybe we could do like what we did with Kane yeah, there, the hustle, just. Give us six, five, six minutes where we can just talk to you. All props to Josh, by the way, for that. Yes, Josh, we owe, and April. April, yeah, at the end, well, yeah. Josh hustled and got the interviews. The interviews here. So, Josh and I went to talk to Kevin, and he said, by all means, Sunday, come find me, five o'clock. Yep. Well, about Four o'clock. Yeah. Four fifteen, I would say. say. I think we took another quick smoke break or a walk around. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. And uh we came back up and lo and behold he was gone. Kevin Sorbo was a dick apparently. Yeah, um that's not according to Beer City Media in any way. It's that's according to Larry. According oh, okay. Uh Ryan will stay K uh we'll say neutral on this one. Um but we are over waiting on one more interview and hopefully this goes swimmingly. Yes, with Kevin Sorbo saying be there at five and leaving at four. Okay, all right. That was a dick move. And apparently very happy to be leaving. Which kind of sucks. We were looking forward to it, but it is what it is. Josh spoke to Kevin's Assistant. Assigned assistant, not his yeah. actual assistant, right. but the person who is his liaison in Grand Rapids. And he basically spelled it out and said, the guy's all about money. He was mm-hmm. gone as soon as he could be. He couldn't wait to get out of our little rinky dink town. Bad on you, Kevin. Come on. Kevin Sorbos is a dick. <laughs> Ow, okay. I don't care. <laughs> I understand. That's okay. Anyway, you know who's not a dick? The vegan black metal chef. All right. Hey, what's up, uh, guys? We are sitting down, holy cow, with the vegan black metal chef, whose name is Brian, which is a good sign because my name is Ryan, and I'm the host with the most. So anyways. Greetings, conspiracy therapy. Thank you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's 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 dig in a little bit here. So what guy cooking and how did you find the good Lord Satan? So I've been vegan for about 17 years now. Very cool. And uh, and I started this about six years ago. Okay. And the main reason I started this is because, one, I thought my food tasted really good. Yeah. Uh, I thought it wasn't that difficult to make, and it was really cheap. Yeah. So three things that people think veganism isn't. 
And so I think I live a very doable form of veganism for a lot of people. And I wanted to tell the world about this. And so I thought about making a cooking show. And regular cooking shows kind of bore me and put me to sleep. For sure. And so I just kind of combined my passions for making music and black metal music in particular. Love it. And the cooking. And just made the cooking show I wanted to see. Right. And right, luckily right. a few other people wanted to see it too. Yeah. No, I, I know the community is huge. And I'll say as a fan of music in general, and all the black metal shows I've ever been to, like some of the nicest people, most down to earth, will like literally just talk for days about anything and everything, which I love. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what kind of got you into the Satanist, Satanism stuff? Is that kind of part of part of it or well, so the cult and whatnot? My book is called The Satanic Spellbook, and, yes. uh, and it's uh, a play on words. Uh, right, S-E-I-T-A-N is, uh, is wheat protein. It's like a vegan meat substitute made out of wheat oh, protein. Right on, right on. And, uh, and so I honestly hate organized religion in general. Oh, dude. And uh, so... Uh, I don't care what fairy tales you believe in, and sure. uh, so I don't care about Satan. I don't care about God. I don't care yeah. about uh, any of that crap. So I hear you, man. Yeah, I yeah. We we live in the city we live in has the Guinness Book World of Records for most churches per square mile. Oh, uh, is that Grand Rapids? And not Grand Rapids is actually a suburb of Grand Rapids, Jenison. Oh, because yeah, a lot of people in Grand Rapids did not get the uh, the Satan reference. Well, so. I think it's a good sign that you're selling books <laughs> here because that's yeah. the kind of change this city needs, especially with the Amway and the pyramid scheme founded by the Christian right. I mean, it's basically oh, yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah, abhorrent, yeah, and I'm sure we'll cover. I mean, it we're one sitting day in a show. center founded by people that buy each other's toilet paper and right. uh, and. Uh, and laundry detergent or whatever, right, uh, right, right, uh, through through each other people. You don't see Amway things uh, in store, nor do many people uh, uh, right. sit there and and buy these things from other people. It's uh, right, yeah. If they had their way, they'd be Walmart, <laughs> and that's what they're going for. Anyway, so okay, so is this your first con? This is my first Comic Con, actually. Wow. Uh, no, not in the world, but this is my first time doing a cooking demonstration at a Comic Con. I typically do these things at Veg Fests. Uh, other private events and other things like that, but this is my first time being a guest at a comic con and uh, and uh, and selling the book. So honestly, I didn't know how it was going to go. Right. Uh, personally, it's it's kind of the knife's edge of my target market in right, the sense that uh, that I mean, I've been to a million cons in life. I grew up as a gamer. Yeah, for sure. Playing Us magic well. cards, D and D, all the all the like, and nice. uh, so I've been to a million cons growing up, and I know that these things from going to them and especially not being vegan then I know these things are incredibly non-vegan environments right and most people don't give a damn right and so uh, so it's kind of the the knife's edge of, of what people I made people I'm costuming people here yeah. like costumey things and uh, I love it man and, as soon uh, as we saw you we were like whoop we're going over there. And yeah, that guy and, looks and, sweet. And some percentage, I in Florida where I came from, a higher percentage of people would be more into the darker aspect of things. Right. Uh, and here, maybe not as much, but uh, <laughs> right. but it still worked out. But it worked out fine, and uh, and I was actually very pleasantly surprised uh, oh, how, awesome. how well it was received. Awesome, man. I know some friends that run in like different horror cons and stuff in like Chicago and in South Area. Now, are you originally from Michigan? I'm, I'm no, I'm from Florida originally. Oh, okay, uh, right Tampa, on. Florida originally. Oh, uh, right I lived in Orlando for a long time, and uh, and I live in Los Angeles now. Uh, for oh, okay. about the Last year and a half. Awesome, awesome. So, how are things out in LA right now? Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah. LA is awesome. Um, yeah. It's uh, although the cons there are honestly there's so many people yeah. in LA, so the cons there are so specific yes. to each type of thing. Yeah, and I don't like that. I, get uh, it. I like like Dragon style or Dragon Con style. Yeah. 
cons, or or even like this, where yeah. it's a little bit of everything, a little bit of horror, a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of anime, a little bit of uh, uh, comic stuff, a little bit of gaming. Like that is really uh, the ideal That's con the, for me because yeah, you, you get know. bored of one thing and you go on to another, and you don't have to be uh, you don't have to dedicate your life to any one of those things to enjoy things at the con. For sure, for sure. Now. <laughs> We ourselves, we talk about cryptids, conspiracies. We just covered um, Amityville Horror. The week before that, we did Anthrax, the 2001 Anthrax conspiracy, basically, that we kind of think that maybe the government had a hand in that. Well, my that- brother lives in D.C., and I, I sent him an Anthrax CD during the... Uh- <laughs> That's awesome. That that's brilliant. Um, so, are there any conspiracies or cryptids that that you're into, or like things that you've researched that you mm. think or believe in? Uh, I mean, I have an open mind on everything, and right. uh, but uh, I don't dig too deep into that many conspiracy things, just because sometimes the you internet just, you'll is, never yeah. you'll never stop, right? And uh, your your mind will never stop going, yeah, and uh, and and you'll never know. The whole story. Yes. And so, which is, it's such a pain. Right. So, uh, I have an open mind about everything. Uh, I don't necessarily believe anything, especially that the government says or that anyone else says. But I guess I look into things more that directly affect my life. For sure. Uh, I mean, I've seen firsthand, I guess, <laughs> the very open conspiracy of, uh, of the meat and dairy industries in our school systems. Right. When, uh, when we went, uh, it got approved by the school boards uh, with uh, the L.A. Unified School Districts to have a vegan option. And you should see the resistance that the actual people that implement it, uh-huh. uh, that they're obviously, I mean, you have to send a letter home in the L.A. Unified School Districts to yep. serve a child any uh, beverage besides milk. And it's like, and we already know milk, milk get on that, yeah. get on the secret list, milk and is- everything else has a little bit of a barrier to entry. Yes, uh, than uh, than cow's milk. Yeah, it's and, either milk uh, or diet coke. You know, make yeah, a, make it, a decision here, exactly, folks. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And like, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's maybe not a conspiracy. Maybe it's the biggest conspiracy because it's so obvious and in it's the so open. Obvious. And uh, yeah. it's the it's the elephant in the room conspiracy. It's the fact that uh, and that yeah. <laughs> no one's debating it. Right. They're not even debating it. Right. Uh, in that, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. just uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like yeah, uh, yeah. the 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 big agriculture lobby, right? Um, in, uh, with uh, with the government, if if people uh, like I I see time and time again, this is one thing that I learned as a vegan that uh, why just just boycotting at least for now won't completely work because every time I see that uh, the chicken industry is suffering, the beef industry is suffering, yeah. the government comes in and buys a bunch of chicken and it's in the newspaper. Yeah. It says, hey, government's bailing out the chicken industry. Government's, if people, you can't... You, and not you, only that, I mean, they, they mistreat the animals. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they, they oh, can't oh, even oh, walk. Oh, yeah. they, they're like genetic mistakes that just fall out of a constant machine of crap. Oh, I believe mean, me. I mean, I mean, and this, I guess this is one conspiracy thing that, uh, that I, it's just wide open. There are, there are legislation in many states especially yeah. large factory farming states that it is illegal to film something undercover in a factory farm <laughs> and uh, and why would anyone make that bill except because that you don't want to see what's going on inside this thing Right. I mean, they can come up with whatever reason they want. Right. You can justify anything in the world. And but often Sinclair's honestly, The Jungle is fake news. And yeah, it's yeah, all yeah exactly. Race, but no one's, no one's going to care if you film the broccoli field. I'll just say that. 
the, the epic broccoli. The epic <laughs> broccoli field. The, the, yeah, no one, for sure. No one, no one, no one cares. No one's, no one's making a law uh, uh, against right. that. And uh. so, I mean, maybe, maybe the biggest conspiracies are the ones that are just so obvious and in your face. In your face. And that they're they're not even. No one's denying, and, yeah. uh, and no one is a. Uh, it's just it's just horridly out in the open and a plain old f you, right. not a uh, uh, to to the world. And uh, yeah, I appreciate your stance. We have, all three of us one hundred percent agree. <laughs> so it's awesome to get a chance to sit down with you. I want to ask one one more quick question, unless you guys have something you'd like to add. Nope. Okay. Um, all right. So. To kind of tie into what you do, you're a chef, you, you cook. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to make a meal for a cryptid, any cryptid, like say Bigfoot or Loch Ness, <laughs> what, what, what would you prepare, sir? What would I prepare? <laughs> mm, damn. <laughs> Loch Ness looks like a plant-eating thing, so it probably yeah. just wants a giant ass bowl of leaves so <laughs> we're not gonna not gonna not gonna uh go with that maybe maybe bigfoot maybe i would make a uh, a giant pile of barbecue satan all right and uh right. maybe put it out in the woods for for bigfoot and uh and it might yeah. no, you're not necessarily gonna want to give him like something you're gonna have to feed to him or like uh something that yeah something he can pick up off the ground which is what he normally does anyways yeah. awesome yeah, yeah yeah love it love it man well brian <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you man you too you were awesome today that guy was great yeah and he's my favorite unfortunately we didn't get a chance to get his plugs in but mm. you can check him out on youtube at vegan black metal chef all one compressed word mm-hmm. He's all over the map. He's pretty prolific. Yeah, and he has a book for sale. Yes, which um, Josh bought one. Yep. And we definitely recommend. You know, I'm not a vegan, but I'm totally not opposed to to trying out recipes. I might have to go that way because my current uh, diet is not working for me. So maybe I should go vegan. Right. (laughs) Hey, man. Or partially vegan. Just try it. Try some foods. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no one's going to stop you from trying a new tasty meal. No. And he seemed like like he could, he could teach us how to mm-hmm. basically do it affordably. Yeah. Which is you know, if that's if that's your thing, if you're thinking about becoming vegan, check him out. He <laughs> was not only like the biggest sweetheart that we met all weekend, he was also just open and 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 hearing that conspiracy come out of him like Mm -hmm. he was a really open dude and just like super super friendly he didn't show any inkling of just being a shithead Mm -mm. which um kevin sorbo did yes so we're gonna close this out with the wrap-up and then uh we'll do a couple plugs ladies gentlemen boys girls of all ages um it's done the three-day epic comic-con of comic-con is done. It's not the communist. It, it, yeah, we saw many a communist. Um, it's done. We got our interviews, at least two, that we were really hoping to get. We missed uh, Kenneth Sorbin. He's a dick. He became a large testicle and rolled away. So, um, to say overall, we loved it. I, I, I think the next time we'll do the exact same thing. Maybe take Saturday off. I'm not sure. Saturday was very congested. Yeah. Uh, but come Friday, meet the celebrities, talk to some cosplayers, and then hopefully wrap everything up in a nice warm cake.
for you guys to digest in your ear holes. A vegan cake, mind you. Fucking Black Metal Chef was awesome. Uh, my reflection, I heard and saw more things than I had anticipated. The art was amazing. I ended up buying a board game, uh, which I... There's a lot of great things to support. Local artists, comic creators, celebrities who have been in countless films and have opinions that we loved hearing. So, Josh, what do you have to say about this weekend? Well, yeah, this weekend was awesome. I mean, it was a lot of work on our parts because we were having to, you know, of course, walk around a lot and talk to a lot of people. So, at the end of it, though, it was worth every second. Uh, God knows tomorrow's going to be a day of relaxation, but it was just an awesome experience to see all the cool cosplayers uh, coming out and showing the love for the things that they are into. Kane Hodder was an awesome guy, and Brian, vegan black metal chef, was just amazing, giving us another episode that we can cover. So I'm looking forward now to next year, where we can talk to more people and you know, thank you to Mark Hodges for setting this all up. And really, the biggest person that we have to thank is actually April for setting everything, everything up for us, doing all the communications. She's not only the Aluma mommy, she's the Aluma manager. Yeah, she's awesome. So, you know, if you could leave a comment about how awesome April is, that'd be great. Uh, what about you, Larry? It smelled better than I thought it would. I would agree. I would agree. Had a faint corn chippy smell. Feet and Fritos. Feet and Fritos. Yeah. Uh, no, my first con. Uh, very awesome. Uh, didn't know what to expect, so I really had no expectations, but it exceeded those non-expectations. It became a thing. <laughs> it became a thing. I want to do again. Yes. Um, I I can't wait. Three days maybe a little too much, like Ryan was saying. Saturday was just so... We... we, we we inflicted the damage on ourselves. Maybe take it light on Saturday next No year. more of these. Yeah. <laughs> when he's in his 40s, he's... he's this uh, is a two-dare. He's looking older than Kane Hodder today. <laughs> Which, who, by the way, was an awesome interview. Yes. And, of course, Brian, the vegan black, black metal, metal chef. chef. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll sign off by saying Kevin Sorbo's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I stick by that, too, All right. by the way. I'll but I, first and foremost, we have to thank april yes for all her hard work and mm-hmm. i feel bad because she wasn't able to be there as much yeah which was a was a bummer um which will not happen next year no um april is fundamentally definitely one of the core members of the group and sometimes i think it's hard in retrospect because she she was bummed that she couldn't make it as much but we we love April. She's um, incredibly insightful, and you know she had the foresight to plan this out so that we could do that. I would have never met one of my, you know, uh, my personal hero mm-hmm. icons if it wasn't for that. And um, had great conversations with people like the Brian, the vegan black metal chef, and even um, talking to the Southwest Michigan paranormal mm-hmm. guys who yeah. were phenomenal. A surprise. Uh, interview there that we got because- and we had a huge boost the week after because mm-hmm. we passed out tons of cards we had a great time um i think we should take this moment to really pump up her new show yes for sure um april and uh her friend amy and 
Larry's wife, Erin, mm-hmm. have a new show called Women with Wine. Yeah. Part of the Beer City Media Group. It's a all-female show, and they just talk. The first episode, which I heard, uh, was they covered interesting topics. And the one that I found the most interesting was um, cultural appropriation in Halloween costumes. Yes. I was very fascinated by that. Yeah. Well, that's April. She's good about um, being topical. Topical and challenging. Yes. Yes. Um, so please check that out. This is a new show. Obviously, if you like this show and you like April and you will love it. Yep. Women with Wine on Facebook. She's, she's the host. And Women with Wine on Podbean. Yes. Podbean. Which Conspiracy Therapy is on as well. So you can go there or you can go to Podomatic or you can go to iTunes and you can leave us a goddamn five-star review, you fucking crumb bums. And don't leave a one-star review and say, I'm going to keep listening to the show. But I hate that one guy. And by the way, I went and re-listened to that show. Yeah. You know who it is? Who? It's me. (laughs) I was like shot out of a can on that show and I was like, "Uh, you know how I can get. Well, unfortunately, she's going to have to eat her own ass yeah, because true story, leaving. you're not leaving. When I when you own the equipment, <laughs> you, no. you don't go anywhere. You're the funniest person I know. So, Larry, what all, what other shows do we have on this network? Well, we have uh, the Potty Slam, which is a wrestling historical podcast. Doing uh, great, very well. Yeah, we've had an influx of new listeners lately. So, if you like wrestling history, things that go on beyond, like. You don't have to necessarily even be a wrestling fan to enjoy it, because there's, I mean, who doesn't like stories of drugs and alcohol and pooping? Nobody doesn't like that. Exactly. So you can listen to that. Even your grandma likes that. Yeah, she does. You could also (laughs) listen to the Ethos, which is a more family-friendly version of the show, uh, shows on Beer City Media Network. It's perfect for quick drives to work. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Marty, who's part of the network, he's hysterical. He's uh, similar to me and Larry. I would say without him, there is no this. Yeah, because in a lot of he ways, was the one who got us together to start podcasting in the first place. Yeah, and if you really, really want to go back, Beer City Spaceship, but I'm just throwing that out there. So, um, by the way, we're the real Ephus podcast. Not to be confused with the fake one that just popped up. Yeah, fuck those guys. the one with the teal background. That's us. Teal and red. Orange. Ignore the other imposters. Mm. There's also... What else do we got? Stiff Joystick Mm, Podcast. That's Josh's baby. dig video games. Josh and Brian. Yep. Heading it up. Occasionally we're on. I'll tell you what. They're becoming a real strong tag team there. Good. Because I don't play video games enough to be on that show. That's the problem. Like, they come up with, they're like, back and forth with these references to video games. I'm like, uh, I just got a switch. Yeah. I. Uh, so, if yeah. you're deep into video games, those guys are your men to listen to. And they to. are. And I got to say, Josh, he may, he, he may listen to the show and, and think, man, Josh is a nerd. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. The guy goes deep. The, the, the nerd he shows on Conspiracy Therapy is him holding back. It's a demo yeah. to the full game version. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, check check those shows out. And, uh, of course, um, if you like this show, like us on Facebook, check mm-hmm. us out on uh, Twitter at Conspiracy T Show, where we post episodes every Monday when they drop. And also, rate and review. 
and Beer City Media. So follow Beer City Media on Facebook and Twitter. All I do is post the episodes. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to hear any other bullshit, go to those two places. You'll find all the shows. Let us know if you want shirts, too. We still have yes. that artwork. We could make them. If you want to support this network, that's a great idea for us, and um, we could make a small run and mm-hmm. send them out. Can I plug the Halloween mm-hmm. soundtrack? Yes. Yes. If, uh, I wrote... There's an album out there I wrote. Uh, it's all music based on the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast, this podcast right here. Go to bigoldbritches.bandcamp.com. Yep. And anything that you pledge towards that is really just going to Larry and the equipment. It's, not, it's going to the equipment. That's yeah. exactly what it's for. It's for buying cables and mics and whatnot. And we go through them like crazy. I mean, you probably heard a few little fluctuations on that episode alone. And uh, you're helping us out. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. They say I nerd rage. I say they don't understand. Keep talking trash, but I'm going to have to ban you from my chat room. And I can hardly think, but I'm going to have to slap Jar Jar Binks and slam George Lucas's head in a car door for far more than just ruining Star Wars. Stop remastering. You're making it worse. And for the love of God, Greedo didn't shoot first. And fuck Comic Sans and fuck low bandwidth and never say Pluto ain't a planet. I'm reading what you're saying on the message boards. Yes, I have too had sex before with a girl you don't know or she moved away shut up and don't tell me doctor who's the same without tom baker the shit just lame and what do you mean you never seen citizen kane nerd rage nerd rage i got that nerd rage nerd rage i broke seven keyboards over my knee how dare you say marvel is better than dc you horrible grammar it's making me puke Superman in a fight when I'm right, I'm a laugh like <laughs> You beat me in chess, I'm flipping the board Then I'll go to Michael Bay's house, kicking the door Break every single copy of Transformers 4 Hit Bay in the dick with a stick till he's sore I'll own your ass in Halo so bad you might cry And who the hell jacked my 12-sided die? I'll beat you up, I know karate, ask my girlfriend Yes, I have a girlfriend, did I mention I have a girlfriend? This has been a presentation of Beer City Media <laughs>